You're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you, featuring author, speaker, and minister. Michael Nimmons. want to wish everybody a happy new year and happy MLK Day, guys. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. has always played a major, major role in my life. I mean, ever, ever since I was a child, I remember. But guys, <laughs> let me tell you, we are kicking the new year off right on MLK Day. I got the phenomenal, iconic, legendary, the man, the myth, the legend, DJ Sean Blue. What up, good people? It's your boy, DJ Sean Blue, a.k.a. Six Mail. I'm getting ready to drop it in the mix on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So I'm going to take it there. We're going to go there, all right? Buckle your seatbelt and don't forget to turn me up, your boy. Cheater. It's time, 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 time. We're thinking out loud radio show. Let us rise up tonight with a greater readiness. Let us stand with a greater determination. Let us move on. In these powerful days, these days of challenge, to make America what it ought to be, we have an opportunity to make America a better nation. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, Minister Michael Nemmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. Want to wish everybody a happy new year and happy MLK Day, guys. This is a brand new uh, year, 2022, and a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So happy to have taken some time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Again, we're so very excited to be celebrating uh, MLK Day. I hope you guys took some time 
off today to uh, remember and commemorate the life and the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a great man uh, in American history, not just black history, but American history. And we're going to be taking time, even during tonight's show, uh, to share a little bit about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We have a powerful excerpt from one of his last speeches. In fact, the last speech that he gave uh, entitled, I've Been to the Mountaintop. And we're going to be sharing that with you at the end of this week's show. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. has always played a major, major role in my life. I mean, ever, ever since I was a child, I remember uh, the first uh, introduction of Dr. King was through the miniseries King, where Paul Winfield played Dr. King. Uh, I remember that like it was yesterday, and I watched uh, the I watched that miniseries on television and became very uh, uh, curious about the life of Dr. King. And I asked my dad about him, and he happened to have some recordings of his uh, on albums. Uh, I have the the I Have a Dream speech, the uh, I've Been to the Mountaintop speech, and I even uh, bought some of his uh, records as well. Some of those speeches, and I I mean I remember memorizing them and and reciting them in in middle school and in in high school, uh, and uh, even winning awards uh, for them and. Um, and I think I even went into oratory because of Dr. King really trying to, you know, walk in his footsteps in some way because he was such a powerful, powerful speaker. And, you know, I know he has made uh, an, an indelible mark in the lives of so many people. Uh, and um, I, I just wanted to take some time today to share uh, some of those thoughts with you during this week's show. But guys, <laughs> let me tell you, we are kicking the new year off right on MLK Day. I got the phenomenal, iconic, legendary, the man, the myth, the legend, DJ Sean Blue, CHH Artist's best DJ, uh, with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm so excited, guys, uh, to be chopping it up with this gentleman uh, during this week's show. And uh, I can't wait to share the interview with you. And on top of the interview, guys, he gave us a mix that we're going to be sharing with you during this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, guys. I'm so excited. So buckle your seatbelts. Uh, it's going to be uh, a great show. Uh, again, we are commemorating the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, and also, we are featuring an interview with the iconic, legendary CHH DJ, DJ Sean Blue, the man, the myth, the legend, the $6 million man. He's with us, guys, and he's sharing with us a mix that we're going to be sharing with you right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. But right out the gate, guys, I want to send a special, special birthday wish uh, to uh, the biggest influence in my life. My dad, my father, uh, he is um, he's made his uh, is another trip around the moon or the mo another trip around the sun. And so we're very, so very happy to uh, be sending him a special shout out on his birthday. Uh, this uh, show we're dedicating to him on MLK Day. Uh, so I hope he 
he's having a great time. I know he is, of course. Uh, but um, again, we want to wish him a happy birthday and many, many, many more. I hope you've been having a great uh, new year. Uh, we're looking for great things in 2022. Uh, again, guys, we're just getting started with the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So look forward to new shows, new episodes, new people that we're going to be interviewing and sharing with you uh, during this brand new year 2022. Guys, we are get, we are just getting started. We're just getting started, and we're so very excited to be bringing to you a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show guys if you're interested in partnering with us in this brand new year 2022 you're advertised you're an entrepreneur business owner you want to promote your business your service or product right here on the thinking out loud radio show just drop us a line right at contact at michaelnemis.com or hit us up uh, on our facebook fan page at thinking out loud hq or on our instagram or in our or on twitter at tol radio host msn Guys, we would love to hear from you. We're not going anywhere. Guys, our platform is continuing to grow. We're over 30,000 streams and downloads. So, guys, uh, this is fertile ground, and we're looking forward to partnering with you and sharing as you share your gift and your product and your service right here with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Well, guys, we're getting ready to take a break. When we come back, we're jumping right into my interview with the man, the myth, the legend, CHH legendary DJ Sean Blue, the $6 million man. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Maya Nimmons, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast, and now available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Are you looking for a better educational alternative for your child? One that'll help your child advance socially and academically? Your search is over. Welcome to to Redford Service Service Learning Learning Academy. Academy. We proudly offer small classroom sizes. As well as student-centered achievement and academic programs taught by experienced and caring teachers. Various after-school programs including sports, access to technology, and free transportation. Free lunch and breakfast for all students. Simply visit our website or give us a call for more information. Your child's future begins today. Refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new michaelnimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new michaelnimmons.com. It is sure to be a thoughtful working experience. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? 
told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Emmy Award-winning journalist, Jimmy O'Hill. I have to ask ourselves, how is it that we're trying to allegedly reach racial harmony, but we want to have celebrations of racist things all the time? Again, we can't have unity unless we agree that something's bad. And we sound even more foolish by saying... Oh, no, but we changed the meaning. Okay, they can say the same thing in Germany about a lot of things, but you don't see it because they knew in order for real healing to take place, they had to disavow all that stuff, which is why they paid reparations to the descendants of the Jews that were killed in ours. That's why they did it. Apologies don't work unless you put some level of action behind it. It's my really long-winded way of saying that when I think about the national anthem, it doesn't represent everybody. Mark Cuban knew it. He talked about it. That's why they stopped doing it. And you know what? They didn't do it for 13 games and no one noticed. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Demiri Graphics. In need of a logo design for your business, then check out Demiri Graphics. Need flyers, business cards, t-shirts, or website for your business, then check out Demiri Graphics. The people at Demiri Graphics will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional, creative, courteous, and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at Demiri Graphics. Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. Demiri Graphics, bringing your imagination to life. What is up, beautiful people? It's your girl, Lex Devine, in the building, kicking it with yours truly, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. All right, y'all, stay tuned. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. All right, everybody, we are back on uh, a phenomenal edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm excited, man. We got a, a, a slamming, banging guest with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're kicking off the new year right, let me tell you. And this guest is somebody 
that I just can't wait to jump into this interview with. But as we always do, and it is our custom, we want to give them a proper introduction. He was born in Frankfurt, Germany, and developed a love of music at an early age. He was just 10 years old when he was inspired and developed a love for music after attending a concert with his parents, spinning records at friends' parties and weddings, using his bedroom as a training ground for honing his music skills. Since 1988, DJ Sean Blue has been determined to wow his audience with turntable skills and musical versatility from the success of street hymns mixtape series to the critical acclaim of his production company street hymns records he's proven time and time again that he would always be a force to be reckoned with and he continues to represent with his mixtapes collaborations and live shows his love of music and the art of djing sign through everything he does over time of course uh, over his career uh, he has achieved some accomplishments, including DJ of the Year awards and multiple mixtape awards and nominations. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud radio show welcome to new friend of the show, everybody's favorite DJ, the $6 million man, DJ <laughs> Sean Blue. What up, what up, man? Appreciate you having me. I'm glad to be here. Guys, again, we're so very happy to have this uh, hip-hop legend with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Man, appreciate you having me once again. Absolutely. So, so let's get into it. You know, as I said off-air, you've been one of my uh, favorite, uh, you know, CHH uh, DJs for a very, very long time uh i want to i want to know from you and your your first of all your your bio i i didn't even i wasn't even aware you were born in frankfurt germany that's a that's a fun fact right there in and of itself <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i'm a, um i'm what they call an army brat man i spent most of my um young years overseas and uh that's pretty much how it turned out for me i'm Born over across the pond, man. So Germany, Germany is my, you know, spot where I was born, Frankfurt, Germany. So, oh yeah. How long did you live yeah. over there? All together, about ten years. All together, okay. and that's that's in a period of time. That's not, you know, consecutive. We were back and forth at one period of time. My okay. dad was in the military, so spent three or four years over there, back in the states, back over there back in the States, back, you know, back across the pond. So, uh, spent a lot of time over there, my, my early years. So, okay. All right. So, so tell our listeners what inspired you to get into DJing. Um, it kind of happened by accident Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, because, um, as you read in my bio, like in, I was about 10 years old. I was, um, I started playing drums and I developed my love for music playing drums. I mean, I actually, that kind of helped me, helped me later on to learn the skill of DJing because BPMs and, you know, beats per minute, that made it easy for me to learn when I made that transition. Mm -hmm. But that was something um, I kind of just dabbled in a little bit and I just kind of jumped right in it because 
when I was younger, like I said, I was playing drums and I have an older brother and I was a part of his group and um, they needed somebody to play the beats for him. So I had a drum set and I had a drum machine. So little bro provided the beats for him. And then in the middle of that, we had a DJ at the time too. So I was watching him. And, you know, the funny thing is that particular DJ's name is uh, DJ Bone. Bone <laughs> actually gave me my first turntable, the first oh, turntable. Okay. And that kind of, when I got that turntable from, that kind of really started, you know, the the drive to, okay, let me see how this works. And it went on from there. So that was around, that's about 86, 87. Uh-huh. When, you know, Bone gave me, gave me that, um, that turntable. And I kind of just, on, you know, on my own, kind of dabbled with it a little bit. But I was still really tunnel vision on playing the drums because I actually wanted to be a, a producer. I was really into, um, back in the mid-'80s, early-'80s, Mantronic, Molly Mall. I was really into that. So um, I mean, when I say kind of stumble into DJing, you got to understand with hip-hop back in those days, you kind of dabble into a little bit of everything. Either you was a break dancer, you kind of break dance, you did graffiti, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I really got into uh, the, the producer, Mantronic, and um, I saw how he was doing, you know, the beats and all that. And then I got into Molly Maul, DJ Molly Maul, and um, found out Molly Maul, I didn't know he was a DJ at first, but because he was a producer, and I don't know if anybody um, know who Molly Mall is, but Molly Mall was the he was the 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 chef of the Juice Crew. He was the one that did all the beats. You know, that's Roxanne Shante, Biz Market, Big Daddy Kane, Master Ace, MC Shannon, all that. So he did the beats. Right, it was real innovation in, in um in production. So when I started doing my research on him, knowing that he he was the producer and the beat maker, but then he was the DJ. So I figured, okay, this is something I got to kind of maybe learn. Not necessarily want to do this, but if I'm going to do this, I'm going to play the beats, I'm going to do that kind of thing, I need to kind of learn how to DJ. So that's where that that's where that whole thing really kind of started, you know, early on for me to get into DJing. Wow. Wow. Okay. And according to your bio, um, you were inspired uh, by a concert you went to uh, to, to to start DJing, what what was the concert that you went to that that kind of sparked that? Okay, so I I, I gave it a story about you know the situation of getting into playing drums. This is going to take you before that. Okay. So at one particular time, uh, maybe to about to about ten years old, I played little league football, junior league football. And I was really into football and. But I kept getting injured. My dad was like, hold up. I mean, you, you could play, you know, you're good and all, but you're getting hurt, and I don't want you to get hurt. So my dad cut out me playing organized football in the league, and that really was like, that really messed me up because that, that's the thing I really wanted to do. You know, I look at, you know, as a, as a kid, every, you know, either you want to be a policeman or fireman or whatever, I wanted to be the next 20 door set. No, and I, kind of, I guess I'm kind of telling my age too, but I was going to be the next Tony D and I, football was my thing. But when my dad cut out the playing football, the only thing I had to do was play in the neighborhood with the fellas. But when football season came around, I couldn't play rec football. So I kind of channeled my energy on 
other things. So I really got into paying attention to music because my dad, he wasn't a DJ, but my dad used to make tapes. My dad used to sit, put his records together. I used to watch him and I used to listen to how he put his tapes together. That's real key to where I am today. That, that me watching him back then is very key. So I kind of paid attention to that. And then it was uh, summer 83, summer 83. Um, my dad took my parents. We went to a concert, me and my brothers. And it was Sherilyn, the SOS band, and it was the group War. I think it might have been another group, but it was Sherilyn, SOS band, and the group War. And what inspired me was, like I said, I told you early on, I wanted to play drums. So I saw the group War. They had like two drummers. They had the bongos guys, guys on the Congress. So I was really into percussion. So that really inspired me to, hey. And I remember doing a concert, I was just standing there watching. And I tapped my mom. I said, hey, I want to do that. And she looked at me and said, you want to do that? And I said, yeah. So from that point, I got inspired to get into music. And it took off from that point. I just had a love for music at that age. I mean, Grammy Awards would come out, American Music Awards come out, TV. I was there. I was blue. You know what I'm saying? So that's what really got me into the love of music. I really just focused on all types of music. It was, it was all types of rock, pop, whatever. I got into it. So. Wow. Wow. I know you guys enjoying my interview with CHH DJ, legendary DJ, my man, the, the $6 million man, DJ Sean Blue. He is with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and I'm so excited to have him with us. And let me just ask you off rip, man. I've, I've always been curious, where did that come from, the $6 million man? Okay, it goes back to <laughs> everything started in the childhood, man. So, right, you know, we guys, most guys, Spider-Man, Superman, Hulk, you know what I'm saying? But... When I was um, growing up in Germany, we only had one channel. It's the AFN Network, American Forces Network. And um, we only had one channel. So back then, the $6 million man, the Bionic Man show used to come on. Lee Majors. And so that was my thing, Lee Majors. Right, right. So what really got me was my mom bought me an Adidas sweatsuit. It was a yellow <laughs> and blue sweatsuit. Right. So I took there by me the sweatsuit. So when I saw six million dollar man and it's at the end part of the when it comes on the intro. I don't know if you're familiar, but I don't know how old you are. But that's it. Towards the towards I'm towards the end of the beginning, he starts running real fast. He's in slow motion and he's got on that red and white sweatsuit and he's just running. And, you know, as a kid, I thought that was the flyest thing since sliced bread. I didn't even know what sliced bread was back then, but <laughs> I just thought that was just dope. And so I always wanted to wear my sweatsuit. So Six Million Dollar Man was my man. That was my guy. Okay, now, the name Six Million Dollar Man, let's fast forward that a few years. It was a period of time where DJs were going had alias names. You know what I'm saying? So I was DJ Sean Blue. But I had to have an alias. So I was like, yo, I know what I can use as my alias. So I was DJ Strong Blue, a.k.a. the $6 million, $6 million man. man. 
a.k.a. DJ Steve Austin. Now, Steve Austin was the name of the character, Colonel Steve Austin. A lot of people think about the wrestler. Now, it was Lee Major's character, Colonel Steve Austin. So that's when, you know, that whole persona, that whole thing came along with the DJ Sean Blue thing. So it stuck, you know, so it's part of it's part of what I do. So there it is. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, I'm always, uh, I always love uh, listening to your mixtapes and I love hearing that DJ Sean blue, the $6 million man. And of course, Oh yeah. DJ I rock Jesus call you six mil. You know? Oh yeah. That's yeah. That's my six mil is my six mil is kind of like the short handle of that because right. six million dollar man is a hint. <laughs> Universal Television name, you know what I'm saying. I know they've been kind of watching me throughout the years, but uh, <laughs> I'm real careful when I do use it. But um, at the end of the day, if I use it on like on a uh, what you call it the legal level, so to speak, it's gonna be six mil. But at the end of the day, the AKA that's the that's that's what everybody knows. You know, Sean, everybody I'm know just, what that is. I, that's what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right, so, right. Yeah, I just have fun with it. I know, I know. And, and another way to look at it is, I mean, if you, if you, if you're big enough, where, where, where they're looking at you like that, then that must mean, you know, you, you, you really, uh, you're really out there. You know, if they, if, oh, yeah. if they, if they're, if they're, if they're looking at you that close, that means they, they know about you. So, so that's a good thing. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a couple of situations where I know that was kind of. You know, hey, you know, it was lurking, you know what I mean? But they didn't bother me. They haven't messed with me. So it's been a long time since I've carried that, carried that tag along. So, yeah. So. Well, that's cool, man. I'm so happy to have uh, the $6 million man, six mil with us, DJ Sean Blue, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And, you know, uh, as I said to you off air, man, we have had the opportunity to you know, interview now, first of all, this is not a CHH, quote unquote, CHH podcast. I mean, we interview uh, everybody. Uh, we've covered uh, the, the the entire gamut of, of people, influencers, creatives and and the like leaders uh, on this podcast. But my favorite genre of music is Christian hip hop. And whenever I have the opportunity to have somebody on the show, you know, I really, really enjoy it. And I've had an opportunity to interview people like Mouthpiece and people like oh, yeah, Mahogany yeah. Jones and DJ yeah. I Rock Jesus. And I've just enjoyed chopping it up with them. And uh, I, I, I remember, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm dating myself too, going back. I remember the first time I heard Mouthpiece was on one of your mixtapes. And oh, the new- Oh, I know which tape that was. That was a uh, that sounds like the new regime mixtape. But then again, I mean that man. That I know we did that entire tape together. But it was a lot of tapes that I featured him on, right? Because that my piece. That's that's my man. I mean, all the people you name, those are some of my favorite people, right? So right. That's what's up, man. You you got to interview all of them already, man. And and I rem- I still remember the track. I think it was a fifty cent track. I get money. Uh, with oh. mouthpiece on there, it was that. Sound like new regime. That's new. Yeah, new, the new regime. That's like oh eight, oh eight. Wow. Yeah, oh seven, oh eight. It was like oh seven, oh eight. Yeah, man. 
Is that yeah. is can anybody? I mean, is that still out there somewhere on the web? We, we where we can find that man. Now, I, um, I, you know, that's the funny thing now that a lot of my older tapes, a lot of people are still asking for them. I had them available. I still have them all, of course. I still definitely have them all. Um, people, you know, time and time they inbox me and ask me, say, "Hey, man, I had the CD. I got CD, but CD scratched up, man. I was wondering if I can get." Um, a copy of whatever, whatever. And a lot of times I'll be like, oh, I got to dig for it. But I mean, I don't really have to dig too far for it because I keep, I got all my recordings. So I just pretty much said, well, let me get your address. <laughs> and um, I'll just shoot them a link and, um, you know, give it to them. And a good thing about that also is they always, uh, a lot of times when I do that for people, they always, they'd be a blessing to me. I mean, I don't ask for anything. I just said, well, man, appreciate it. And it's, it's always amazing to me, as long as I've been doing it, what people can remember, you know, oh, you remember that? Oh, okay, that's what's up, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you know, so that that I, that also stirs an excitement that somebody still remembers, you know, some of those recordings that I put out, you know. They absolutely are, you know, so. Wow. Back, back in 08, man. Wow. 07, yeah, that was 08. Yeah. Man, uh, I remember... Uh, the the first time I think I heard Mahogany Jones, uh, you did the, the ladies first mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. That was, a um, that was an idea. That was something at that, at that particular time I wanted to do. And Mo was real instrumental because, you know, being that she's a female MC and I don't want to just tag just because she's a female MC. She's a female MC. She got a lot of female friends like, and I was just sharing her my vision, what I wanted to do. Right. I said, yo, Mo, I got to, I got to drop a tape, but I need some of the, I need some, some people that you can recommend. So between her reaching out to some of her friends, well, blue, I got this artist that I think you may like, you know, check them out. So I went and did my research. Like, yeah, I like this one. I like this one. So once I was able to um, get the people that I wanted on that particular project, we just went in and, and, and dropped it. I think that one came out about 08, 09, somewhere around there. Because I know um, when I did the mouthpiece mixtape, that was right before Obama ran for president. I was mm. like maybe a year. I think it was 07. Because he wasn't, he didn't really make it. I think he had just kind of made it official. Like he was thinking about running. And so, if you, it, I don't know if you've ever seen the cover, but it's a Photoshop cover of me and Mouthpiece and, <clears throat> excuse me, President Obama in the middle of us. I don't oh, know if you've ever seen that cover. Okay. There's a cover. Right. And, uh, you know, so so when he became president and all that, all that kind of, all that kind of came, came together. together so, right. Yeah. Cause we named that a new regime mixtape. You know what I mean? So yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, was, that was, that was 07. 07. That was, that was 07. Okay. And I think the Mahogany Jones one was 09. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I kind of forget, but yeah, I was, I'm, I'm kind of still there with my dates, but I think that was about 09. <laughs> the ladies first joint. Man. Yeah. And what I love about, uh, your mixtapes, man. You know, as much as I listen to CHH and uh, and the artists, you, you know, I always hear something new. I always hear something I've never heard before. And you, you, you know, it's like I'm listening to uh, you know something brand new every single time. And uh, and that's what I really appreciated most about your mixtapes because you know music is is something that you hear 
all the time. Christian hip hop right. again, when it's your favorite, right. you know, you don't miss too many uh, too, too many artists that are out there, but it, it's always like, I always hear something new. I always hear somebody new. And even if I've heard the artists before, you know, it's, it's always either a verse or a song that I've never heard before. And that's one thing, uh, I really, I really, uh, I really get hyped about when I'm listening to your, your mixtapes. I'm glad you caught that because what you just described and just noticed that you noticed that was intentional. Mm. And that was the thing that I wanted to always, I always wanted to do that. I mean, cause when I first started doing, uh, you know, I do, I do all types of music in terms of Christian, Christian music. But my thing with Christian hip hop is I wanted to, um, I was very intentional of, 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 of working with artists that was gauging a specific audience and, 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 and bringing forth something different from what everybody else was doing, you know? So I was very intentional. And even early on, I was very selective in who I put on my mixtapes and what I put on my mixtapes because it was a certain group of people, you know, it was for everybody, but it was a certain group of people demographic that I was shooting for that. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. You got this. I got this, you know, that kind of thing. I paid, I paid um, a lot of attention to what was going on in the streets anyway. Mm. So I said, okay, okay, this is what's going on in order for me to get the message that I'm trying to convey. I got to bring it this way. Not that it wasn't in, in, in no intent to try to copy anybody but that's just the way I wanted to bring my presentation um, to convey the artists that um, I had on my tapes because the artists that had on my tapes, I basically kind of handpicked them. It was never really those kind of thing where I had a CD or I found an MP3 or, you know, or I got some music from the label that sent me and they say, Hey, this is our single. We want you to play that. A lot of times early on, I definitely didn't do that. Mm. And you, you gave me a single on and I'd be like, nah, that's that's dope. It's cool, but that's not it's not it's not really um from what I'm doing, that's not gonna fit to what I'm doing. So everything was kind of like customized, hand picking, very intentional, intentional on what I did. I'll put that. So. so 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 with that in mind, how did you connect with the uh, mouthpiece? Mouthpiece, um, it's crazy. With that, it was um I heard I think I heard he had a single out called Favorite Song. I think it was called Play My Favorite Song. I may have the 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 title wrong, but I got a single. I think I got the copy from my man. He was a producer named Big Rain. So in about when I heard the single, I was like, yo, because Mouth was actually singing on that and spitting. And so I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. It was dope. So about a couple of weeks later, I went to Atlanta, and it was a uh, it was a big show called the Battleground. And at that Battleground, everybody was there. Like in Atlanta, like every CHH artist you could probably think of that was in Atlanta, it was in the Atlanta area, was at this particular show. Mm. Ken Jones was there, T Hattie was there, um, Cash Hollister was there. My man Big Ram was there. My man Million was there. I mean, you just, 
uh, walk around room. You just bump into everybody. So it was a particular mouthpiece was on in the other room. He was in another room from the main stage. And I saw him, uh, a minister perform that song. I think I'm going to say DJ play my song. It was something like that. And I was like, yo, so after, after he was finished, everybody just kind of walking around, you know, you know, you know, I introduced myself and the crazy thing was he already was kind of familiar with me at that point. So it made it easy for the connection. We started talking and it went from there. It, it went from there. So, and I want to say that one was about, Oh five, oh six. That was somewhere around about oh five, oh six. And it's something interesting. Like and it's interesting. Yeah. Everybody you name uh, has been on your mixtape too. Uh, yeah, because yeah. and another yeah. thing too. Yeah, not to cut you off, but another no, no. thing was mm-hmm. that the artist that you heard on the mixtape, I had a relationship. I formed a relationship with them, so it wasn't just like one of those things where hey. Uh, I need, I need, I need a mix or whatever. I need some music. I developed a relationship with those particular people. So like Mouthpiece, Mahogany Jones, all them, you know, we, we got to know each other, you know? And so if you, if you follow the the history, if you follow the catalog, you can kind of hear them on maybe one or two songs on each of my mixtapes and my releases. So. Yeah, that's how how that worked out. So I might I might have an idea, I might have a concept, and I might hit mouth. I say, Yo, mouth, what you working on? He said, Yo, blue, I got you. I got something for you. Or I might say, Yo, I got this track. Won't you spit on this? Oh. Whatever, whatever. Vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how that worked out. And you and so you do a lot of exclusives on your on yeah. your uh, yeah yeah on your yeah on back your- then early on I definitely. I definitely did a lot of exclusives early on. Mm. And that's just, I just wanted to be, I wanted to be different. Plus that w- it was a reason for that too, because at, you know, even going earlier than that, from that point, Christian hip hop was a little, ah, it had, it had its potential, but it wasn't quite there because I wanted to take Christian hip hop into I wanted to go into the enemy's camp. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want, I don't want to sound cliche but no, but I wanted to take, play my tapes at the barbershop. I wanted people to play my tapes, not just at youth groups or at church functions. I wanted you to hear what we had to offer over here in those streets. So when somebody said, yo man, is this gospel? Because this is crazy. I never heard this before. That was the ultimate compliment. When, exactly. when I heard you say that, I knew I, I, um, I achieved the goal. You know what I'm saying? And that's basically how it worked out. You know, and I, tried that- to, I didn't want to give my stuff first to the youth pastor. If the youth pastor played it, cool. I'm happy with that. But that wasn't the mission. That's why my mixtapes are called Street Hymns. It was Street Hymns. So I wanted to take this tape, go out on the block, boom, here you go. And they look at it and be like, yo, what is this? Listen to it. That's and then right. if somebody say, yo, is this gospel? Hey, there it is. <laughs> and, you know and, I mean? and it's like you looking at my notes because one of my questions was, where did the idea for Street Hymns Radio come from? And now and now there, there it is. Yeah. Well, Street Hymns Radio, actually, um, I threw the, I did the radio. I started doing the radio, Street Hymns Radio. 
that was because when the mixtape, when the mixtape era kind of changed, you know, mixtape, what we know of mixtapes now, it changed drastically. So it's not even really, a mixtape is not a mixtape no more. It's just basically uh, artists who want to just put out unreleased projects or uh, unofficial or, or, you know, rejected music that they label didn't want, put it out in the streets and they call it a mixtape. But when I talk about a mixtape, there's mixing, there's a DJ on it, DJ's hosting, they had a host on it, they're scratching, all that kind of, that's a mixtape. You know, if you want to, you want to argue with me on that, well, we can do that. But that's a mixtape. You feel me? So, um, yeah, that's, 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 but Street Hymns, it ain't Street Hymns Radio. I, I, I use Street Hymns Radio because when the, when the mixtapes, you know, era kind of, um, kind of, kind of went down a little bit, I still wanted to make sure I was able to put some, a product out there for people to listen to. So Street Hymns Radio is a little bit, um, it's a little bit moderate than the mixtapes. The mixtapes, some of the mixtapes you listen to was real aggressive, real grimy, you know what I'm saying? But Street Hymns Radio, trying to give you a, a little bit of everything, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, still keep that whole f- Street Hymns foundation, you know what I mean? So right. I just added the radio to it. But the, what I call call my mixtapes is Street Hymns. That's what I call them. People call it Christian hip-hop, Christian rap. I just call out, you know, Street Hymns. That's, that's what that came out. Okay, about. all right. I know you guys are enjoying my interview with the $6 million man, 6 mil DJ Sean Blue with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And so very excited to have him with us. And uh, we're getting ready to take our first break. But when we come back, he's jumping on the ones and twos, guys. And you're going to hear a DJ Sean Blue mix right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You don't want to go nowhere. You don't want to go anywhere. you tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Global advocate, Martin Luther King III. So I, I think the future is is the, the best probably is yet to come, particularly coming out of this phase right now, coming out of, you know, the last four years of being dark and desolate. I mean, the last four years, theoretically, could cause, uh, have caused people to, to have lost faith, particularly if, if Trump had won. I think our, we wouldn't have a democracy if this man had been reelected. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. 
people have spoken. From Minneapolis, Minnesota to London, England. From New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Stand out. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. What up, good people? It's your boy, DJ Sean Blue, a.k.a. Six Mail. I'm getting ready to drop it in the mix on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. It's gonna, I'm going to take it there. We're going to go there, all right? Buckle your seatbelts, and don't forget to turn me up, your boy, Kino. Do not, Do not attempt, attempt to, to adjust, adjust your, your radio. radio. All right. Sean Blue Sean 6 mil. mil. <laughs> Here we go. It's going to be that type of day. I'm going to shake things up. Street Hills. It's going to be gutter. Ain't going to be no happy. All right. Bars and party. Hit me at the handle. At DJ Sean Blue. All right. I'm trying to sell all my shows, never selling my soul. Put my bars on the level of Kendrick and Cole. Gee, all I have to do, I'm Janet Jackson Control. You more like Spice Girls, I am probably in. Trying to sell all my shows, never selling my soul. Put my bars on the level of Kendrick and Trying to sell all my shows, never selling my Trying to sell all my shows, never selling my soul. Put my bars on the level of Kendrick and Cole. You a Paula Abdu, I'm Janet Jackson Control. You more like Spice Girls, I am probably in. Trying to sell all my shows, never selling my soul. Put my bars on the level of Kendrick. Trying to sell all my shows, never selling my. Trying to sell all my shows, never selling my soul. Put my bars on the level of my shook code. You a follow my shook dude. I'm Janet Jack, my shook bro. You more like my shook girls. I am probably in. Trying to sell all my shows, never selling my soul. Put my bar on my shook level of my shook code. You a follow my shook dude. I'm Janet Jackson Control. You more like Spice Girls. I am probably in vogue. The nerve. I swear fake talkers and fame stalkers. A dying breed, a tribe called Quest for True Artists. Don't doubt the influence. Your art is vowel movements. It's gibberish. Add some consonants and vowels. To it. I mean, we can teach you how to be authentic, but you gotta own it, homie, you can't just rent it, you can find incentive, bury it up in your soul, just so you know, when I touch down, I am the goal, my bar is so heavy, if you listen, you wait train, I never change, you know, I be saying them things, I don't code switch, the code switches to me, I'm the closest thing to Shakespeare on MP3. Uh, limited edition, fresh out the box, come get it, we gotta be authentic, Real one with it, real ones winning, real ones winning, real ones winning, do it for the win, real ones winning, real ones winning. Oh, get them, no choice when the boys in the building, Lil Tario win the G on a million, restoring the feeling, no destroying when I'm building, huh? No gimmicks, just more fire. 
Till they can't deny that we raising the bar higher Figured I won't defy laws and wires cross The reason I'm involved is cause the need is more dire Saw the smoke signal it came ready Never missed them on my aim steady Held my own in the game heavy Understand I'll be damned that the flow ain't breaking the levees more like Malcolm and Martin. Nowadays it's a shame they got them started. Blank out on the canvas and give them portraits. Cause the pain game is insane, they gotta force it. Yeah. Uh, limited edition, fresh out the box, come get it. We gotta be authentic. I'm a real one with it. Real ones winning. Real ones winning. Sleeping with the fish. Winning. She thought I was playing, had to end it with no kizzy. kizzy. Can't go to the past if I do it, might get dizzy. Snaking in the grass, just oh. missing, missing, seeing, snaking. All my brothers standing, they no longer shooting. Ricky used to exceed out of the car, and I was with them, love, forgive me. Lord. He was acting goofy in that room, he turned to Mickey. Turned to Mickey, man. Switchy. I need Jesus in my life, depression on my hip. Daddy never cared, he was never there. Got me running to these ladies with designer hair. In the party, I saw Offset and Cardi. Said I was praying for him, they said thank you when he parted. Heard around the city, goofy footed, feeling gnarly. Listen to Exodus track number nine, Bob Marley. God told me through the scriptures I was reading. To serve all of these people in the system, cause they need it. So when you hear me speaking, I'm sliding on the detail. Hoping inspire you to visit prison on the way again. Reminiscing, leaning on a kind of drill wall All I wanna do is go to heaven I know some of y'all thinking I'm just trying to go to hell Well, no What I gotta do to keep my brothers on the safe side Lost so many homies, I wish I could change a lot What I'm supposed to do when they be lying on the outside Made it through the jungle, I done probably seen it all Switchy Switchy Yeah Sleeping through the night and bullets rain, it's the worst sound. Get the fettuccine, make it rain on the church ground. In the mix. In the 
Resounds. They keep saying I'm broke. Papa saying he proud. Mama keep cutting back, slowing her drinking way down. Mimi was the first to believe it. I gotta prove it right. Not a lot of people can see it when you go build at night. I'm just here so we can get even. That's why I build it right. I don't care about all the grievances and the petty fights. Oh, they think that I'm washed. Yeah, I'm washed in the blood. Which I'd rather listen to dads who keep promoting drugs. Act your age and your wage. How you in your mid-30s and still don't know how to behave? What? See them likes in my work. You gotta first love it. Satisfied in my work because I first loved it. I ain't rich, but I feel it because I first loved it. About to make me a killing because I first loved it. All the likes in my work. You gotta first love it. Satisfied in my work because I first loved it. I ain't rich, but I feel it because I first loved it. About to make me a killing because I first loved it. Love what you do. 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 I've given my life not to a dead Christ, but to a living Christ. And I'm following a living Savior. And he's given me a song to sing. He's given me a flag to follow. He's given me something to believe. Sean Blue, six mil, I'm here. Turn me up. Yes, yes. Gradually, 
And I ain't slowing down, so keep up. They say the game needs change, it's guaranteed to be us. I ain't saying I'm the best, I'm just a name you can trust. Full throttle, I'm hoping that they sober enough. Cause this message in the bottle hits like hollows to the gut. The drive is something they can't kill. If you don't understand, it's cool, just sit and watch this man build. For real. I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision 
endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and Mega Pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaellemons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new MichaelNimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new MichaelNimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought-provoking experience. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, we are back, and I know you enjoyed that uh, that mix the DJ Sean Blue gave us exclusively for the Thinking Out Loud radio show, guys. I'm excited, so happy to again have, have him with us on the thinking out loud radio show and we've been chopping it up on and off air and um just he just a, a great guy to to listen to and to uh to you know sharing stories about christian hip-hop and you know off air we were talking about a period in time where um he was challenged and so i want to jump into this question with you i was listening to uh, uh keep on moving mixtape that you did with dj i rock jesus you let us know there's a series of mixtapes that you and him put together and in, in the most recent one that you did you talked about uh uh about with uh uh your vocal cords that uh, was you know a period of, uh, a dark period in in your life and want to I want to get more into that a little bit share with our listeners what that was all about. Um, this is uh July two two thousand fifteen. Um, July two thousand fifteen. Matter of fact, it started uh July the third, July the second, July the third, two thousand fifteen. Um, I was uh. I was diagnosed with, um, what you call it, um, uh, man, bronchial, bronchial pneumonia. Mm. Okay. Um, bronchial pneumonia. So I went through, I went through a, a serious things when that happened. It started July the 3rd and then July the 4th, that, that Saturday, matter of fact, it was a Saturday, July the 4th. I couldn't even. I couldn't even move. I couldn't do really nothing. I, I was just in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. But come the fifth, 
I had to be rushed to the emergency room and I was having some issues with my heart and my left side of my, my body was like full, like I had fluid and whatever. It was fluid on my heart. I had a large heart mm-hmm. and I had fluid in my lungs. So it was diagnosed with um, bronchopneumonia. I spent six days in the hospital and uh, make a long story short, you know, um, I end up when I got released out of the hospital, I still had to go through a lot of, you know, a process where I had to go and get uh, treatment. I had to get antibiotics in my system on a regular. So I had to literally go into a clinic and sit in a, like a lazy boy chair for about two hours and then get IV put in me because I had also, I developed an infection while I was in the hospital. Mm. So anyway, um, with that being said, after all that happened, I lost my voice for 18 months. And so losing your voice, I, I you don't think it's a big deal, but I mean, for what I do, for what I'm doing, my voice is a very big part of what I do, which is aspects. And, um, I couldn't talk. I mean, I could talk, but it wasn't clear. I mean, I was talking real hoarse. Um, you know, all that's playing, all that's playing with your mind, all that's playing with you. And like I said, I faced that for about 18 months. So with that, with that going on, it just put me in a, in a, in a place where like, man, you know, uh, you know, I kind of got discouraged about just being able to, to do what I do. Um, speaking, I was, I didn't really want to talk a whole lot, but I eventually just pushed on. And then at the same time, um, me and I rock, we had, we, we, um, me and DJ I rock Jesus, those who don't know what I mean by I rock, me and DJ I rock Jesus, we, we had a mixtape series that we, we would do from time to time called a keep on moving series. And so in the, in the, in the midst of all that, we did a couple of them. It was, one we we did, um, he just had to do it. You know, I actually did some mixing on it. I talked a little bit on it. I was real, you know, it, it's, it's, it's evident that you can hear that I was going through something with my vocals. And then this, I think the second one we did, he just flat out did it. I mixed on it, but I just didn't really say nothing. So the vibe was a little different. And so plus, uh, I wasn't really too excited about how the – the music was in that period of time, the music at CHH. I mean, it was, it was some good stuff out there, but I just noticed the difference in the direction the things were going. So I just kind of was like, ah, I'm kind of done. Not necessarily really walk, wanted to walk away from it. I just needed to take a break and just kind of see where this was going, you know, what my voice going on and see what the direction of uh, this Christian hip hop is going. So, yeah. I see. And and so this is a great segue into uh, my next question, because I, you know, we've had a few CHH artists on uh, on the show. As I said earlier, it's one of my favorite genres of music and um, it's come a long ways. It's definitely evolved. I'm sure you would agree with that. Oh, yeah. I'd like to know, oh, yeah. you know, what what is your current what is your evaluation of the current state? of hip hop being someone that's immersed in the culture of, uh, of CHH. What, what do you, what would you say about the culture of, of where it's been, you know, where we are now and where it's headed? 
Um, just from the time that I first got into it, I mean, I see, <laughs> I literally seen it go up and down. Like if you look on a grid, I mean, it was kind of like it went up and down. Like when I first got into it, I'm just gonna keep it a buck. I mean, it was just. It was it was it was really kind of corny, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? What I mean by that, I mean the production was just you, you, you saw the intentions that was there, but it just wasn't it wasn't right. good, you know right. what I'm saying? It, it had the potential. It always has the potential. It was a few groups that um kind of um gave me that hope, you know, um groups like Dynamic Twins. SFC, T-Bone, Freedom of Soul, Prodigal Son. I mean, those were those were some groups back then, especially Dynamic Twins. The Dynamic Twins came out, but then later on, the Gospel Gangsters came out, and that was really like, yo, okay. I saw Gospel Gangsters really gave me like, yo, I saw what I saw personally, what I wanted to achieve in doing Christian hip-hop. I saw that they were doing it. Now, with... um. Back then, yes, the the I saw that how the the to, but the production was kind of in some aspects was really cheesy, real kind of corny. But then it went to a period of where the production, the the lyrics was there, but the production still wasn't there. But then finally, the production caught up. The lyrics kind of oh okay, but now it's more the production is crazy. I mean, there's a lot of artists that's out here now that's doing some good things. But my issue, you know, if if I would address some of the things, everybody sounded alike. I mean, mm. everybody sounds alike. I mean, I get music on a regular, on, on a daily basis. And when I listen to it, it's like, heard that before. It's a new song, but I heard that before. And what I mean by I heard that before, it's something that it's not fresh. I mean, it's, it's cool what... Well, what are you hearing now? Because, like I said, it's, it's, it's some good stuff out there. But everybody don't need to sound like everybody. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna if you're gonna sound like this, that's you. Do that. Be great at it. You know, be good at it. But it's a lot of okay. This is working for this person, so I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna rap like this. My cadence is gonna be like this. My my production is gonna sound like this. So you're getting a lot of the same thing. And to be honest, at this at at at, at one point, I was really concerned about. I was really concerned about the state of CHA. So I still am in, in, in many ways. I mean, but the potential is still there, but I think it stepped back a little bit. It was a period of time where it started peaking. It was like, yo, like round 04, 03, 04, it was like, it was artists coming out. Everybody was kind of like sounding different, doing their own thing. And I was like, yo, this is really, this really is, is really has the potential to really become something really huge because everybody was kind of like had their own style. The lyrics was there. People, um, the production was, 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 it was getting a lot better. And then it was the era where people spitting over secular beats. And that was a whole, that became a whole debate from, you know, from that too, but it still had its potential and it, it still has its potential now. It's a lot of good artists out there, but right now it's like I'm concerned because it's gotten very quiet to me. It's gotten very quiet. I mean, it's, it's, it's an, it could be very impactful, but it's just got very quiet. And the, the lyric content, it's like 
wait a minute, is 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 are you talking about if you gotta start doing this when you listen to Christian hip hop or Christian music, you gotta start saying, do they mean are they talking about Jesus or are they talking about a female? Or are they talking about when you start doing that, then you know it, it's 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 some issues there. I don't I don't have to hear a song where it's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus and the twelve disciples. But I got to hear something that's going to change and it's, 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 it's something that's going to have biblical content within it. Like I say, you ain't got to quote, you know, you know, your whole song ain't got to be a scripture, but it's got to, it's got to make sense to the point where it's going to be something that's going to be uplifting and it's going to, it's going to take somebody, it's going to be a life changing situation. But right. if it's, you know, stuff right now, it's, ooh, what, what, what is he saying? I mean, they're saying stuff that, Oh, okay. You know, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about it right now. And, and with that in mind, do you think there's, uh, you know, is is, that, that, that's where we are, but what, what do you think about the future? Do you, do you see, do you see optimism for the future, uh, of, of Christian hip hop? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, as long as it's just going to take, I think if we get back to some of the basics in terms of one, just being artists, just being themselves instead of trying to be, not, it's not everybody, but like I said, it, it, if it's, if it's something that the, you get back to that, that genuine word, you know, getting that word. Like I said, it doesn't have to be, you ain't gotta be quoting 10,000 scriptures in a song, but it's gotta be something that sounds the sounds too. I mean, some of the songs that sound like you know what I you can hear on the radio or, or on the internet. You know what I'm saying? So it's got to be some type of separation in terms of, of 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 your content. You know, I understand the wordplay. I understand that bars. I'm off of it. You know, clever, clever, clever lyrics, clever cadence. I'm I'm I'm, I'm about that. You know, but it's it's just got to be something that's going to be. Like I want to say Jesus, but I must say uh, him. You know, is is very is very you know undercover type mm. of thing. You know, just be just be you, just be real with it, just be do, upfront. Do you think? Do you think it's become too commercial? Uh, you know, one thing I I've, I've noticed about Christian hip hop is that we're we're starting to hear it on uh, ESPN, for example. We're starting to hear it on uh in movie trailers and, and commercials and things of that nature. So um the, the 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 scripture that comes to mind, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So yes, the 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 inevitability of Christian hop is Christian hip hop is that is is being given to the world. It's being the message is being spread, but is the message becoming watered down? Is it becoming too commercial? Is that well, is that is that your fear as well? Well, I kind of, I kind of like, I kind of like it to be commercial. It's what you said. You water down, okay? Mm. You water now. I'm with being commercial. Go commercial, but be yourself. Just because you're going into a certain place, you gotta somewhat tone it down just to fit in. Then I can see, I can see where it, that that could be the issue. Now I've been on tour and I've been 
I mean, you mentioned Mahogany Jones. We went on tour, went to Africa, and we we did colleges, we did arenas, we did clubs, we did schools, we did all kinds of venues where, hey, but what we did was we 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 kept our same we kept our same message. You know what I'm saying? We might have flipped it a little bit, but we didn't okay. I remember one time we was in Zambia, we was in a club. There was a bar open, but we didn't, we didn't stop for what we were doing. It got to the point we remained what we were doing. People, people was putting their drinks down, looking at, oh, okay, what? Okay. After the show, people was coming up to us. Hey, man, that was real, man. We appreciate that. See, I'm with that. But the only problem I'm, it becomes for me, is if you in that environment or you in that situation and you water it down, mm. you know what I'm saying? And like I said, we wouldn't, Jesus, Jesus, you're going to hell. If you don't, no, nah, it wasn't like that. But we, we said what we said and the people was blessed by it. I don't have a problem with that. You know, okay. Hey, put me on, put me on ESPN. Right. If I'm going to be on ESPN. You know, I'm going to do this, right? You know, I'm going to say this, right? I was in a uh, Pepsi scratch off. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm not getting off the subject, but I was in a Pepsi scratch off. And I auditioned to be in the in the DJ battle, Pepsi battle. And I auditioned with Christian Hip Hop. I did a mix, a mix Rob Hodge and Jafia Life. And I submitted the mix and I made it. I, went, I, be, I was the semifinalist. And the guys that picked me, I ended up being able to talk to them when I was at the Tabernacle in Atlanta. And it's like, Sean Blue, your mix, man. Yours was different. It was dope. Those guys, I never heard of them before, but that was dope. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going back to what I said. I put myself in a position to be in a, in a quote-unquote secular arena or unchurched arena, but I did that, but I remained true to myself. You made sure to I'm with work. that. That's, 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 that's my goal to always do. Be me. You know what right. I'm saying? That's 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 how I, that was always my approach, and that's what I did. You know, so I don't have a problem with it. You know, it's, it's, it has its potential, and it's and it's it's a lot of great artists that's doing some things out there, but it just seemed like it's the other things that's going along with it. It's not just like the ah, the music's not there or the production. It's not just that man. It's just the support, the platforms. You know, the opportunities we get. We not, we not, it's not getting those looks like me to you going to church is doing it at church, doing at youth groups. That's cool. That's fine. But sometimes just doing it, we're rapping to ourselves. We're ministering to ourselves. We got to take this out to a dying world. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let them hear what, what we got to say. Cause we have a lot to say, whether you on the turntables, whether you behind the mic, we have a lot to say. So just be true, man. And I think if we just get back to doing that, you know, steady said, well, what worked for this person? I'm going to try it. I'll just do you and be you. Be you. Be you. That's awesome. That is awesome. What, what, are, what, are, what are some of your, who are some of your favorite CHH artists? Like all time or just now? Now, all time. Oh man, mix. I definitely got to, um, um, I definitely gotta give big up to my man Mouthpiece. Oh, uh, he's one of my I mean, favorites. That's, that's 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 my dog right there, man. Mouthpiece, you know, he's one of my favorites. Um 
Mahogany Jones. I mean, she's just, and like I said, these are people, and I'm not being biased, but these are people that I really have a relationship with, talk to, and uh, um, I like, uh, I like Eshawn Burgundy. I don't know Eshawn, but I just like his, uh, I just like his style. I like how you don't, I like, um, Jared Sanders. Yep, I like. Him I really too. like Jared Sanders. You know, he's, he's he's a young fella that's that's doing his thing. You know, yeah, he, he you know he's doing his thing. I like um I like Captain Shawan. I don't know if you heard of Shawan. S H A W A N. S H I W A N. Oh, S H. Yeah, I think I have heard of him. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. nice. I like uh-huh. him. Uh huh. I like um. I like one K. One K Pew. Like him, I like his. I like you know he's he's from the dirty, he's from the south. I like him. Um, man, Ooh. <laughs> it's it's a man. It's a um, Nat man. I like a cat named Nat man. I don't know if you heard of Nat. I heard, man. I heard uh, DJ I Rock Jesus uh, play a couple yeah, Nat songs. Nat yeah, man, Nat um, man, Nat man. Yep. Jasad one, he's very. I don't know if you heard a cat named Jasad one. He does a lot of production for mouthpiece. Okay, okay. Very abstract, very abstract dude. I mean, he put you in a mind like you know, Q-tip, the native tongues back in the day. But I mean, his his you know, you know, he's very abstract. Um, so you know, I like him. Um, man, and, you know, and the thing about it, it's so it's so many. It's so many of them, man. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm having a brain fart right now. But, <laughs> but yeah, definitely, I can't like, 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 I really like right now. I really like, um, I really like Jared Sanders. I like, um, Aaron, you know, would you put Aaron Cole in? I like Aaron Cole. I like uh, Jordan Armstrong. Those cats, oh, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. You know, they doing some. They bringing that. They bring that other feel to it. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of my. It's a lot of my like. No, I'm digging right now. So, yeah. guys, I know you have enjoyed my interview with the man, the myth, and the legend, DJ Sean Blue, the six mil, the six million dollar man. He's been with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So very happy to have had him with us. And before we let you go, man, I want you to share with us what what can we expect from you in 2022. I know you got some things cooking. What do you got for us? that we can look forward to this year? Um, man, I'm, I'm actually in a, I'm actually in a period right now. Um, just looking to do things differently. I mean, you, I mean, I've been doing this a long time and I'm finding it, it, you know, as long as I've been doing it, because now I got, I got, uh, I got a generation where they're adults that used to listen to me when they were kids. So people are coming up to me like, Hey, my dad used to listen to you when I was in the car. <laughs> but really, oh, okay, well, all right. Uh, <laughs> you know, they now they're they're grown and having kids. You know what I'm saying? So right. Um, but me just just continuing to kind of somewhat reinvent myself, and you know, because things have changed rapidly. You know, right. even the way you you put out music, and that's something I'm gonna continue to do is continue to put out music, but. Not only that, man, just, just being able to come up with different ways that I can be able to still put the product out there and still keep it relevant and keep it fresh and um, just, just keep doing just keep doing my thing. Just right now, I'm just in a, in, in a lot of planning stages, 
still trying to figure some some things out because, like I said, a lot has changed. Right. So I just can't go by, yo, it used to be like this, and then it ain't like this no more because you get stuck and get caught up and you ain't going nowhere. So I'm just kind of just, all right, okay, this is what they're doing now. This is okay. You know, kind of feeling my way to some new things, you know. So that's, that's you know, hey, you can expect to hear from me now. I'm always going to be around. You know what I'm saying? So just just keep looking out for your boy, Six Mill, Sean Blue. And um, I'm going to keep on rocking. Can't stop, won't stop. Well, guys, there you have it, man. I have enjoyed my interview, uh, chopping it up with the man, the myth, the legend, DJ Sean Blue, who's been with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We wish you nothing but success in all that you do, man. Uh, Keep us posted on what you got coming up. We'd love to have you back on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And uh, may God continue to bless you. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun doing this, man. All right, guys. There you have it. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Author and professor, Dr. Peniel Joseph. You don't have to be Team Malcolm or Team Martin. I think you should be both. You know, so I think the black community needs both. I think that. King is much more revolutionary and radical than the public perceives him to be. And I think Malcolm is, is a much more um, brilliant and, and, and um, courageous individual who can be radically pragmatic and revolutionarily pragmatic to save black lives while trying to defeat white supremacy than people give him credit for. So um, that's why I try to show Malcolm is absolutely this prosecuting attorney, but he's also a black America statesman too. He's going to the Middle East. He's going to Africa. Um, He's schooling the young Cassius Clay before he's Muhammad Ali on what Africa means, you know, what his identity means. So I think I put them together because I thought there was much more convergence than divergence. And I think when you frame them the other way, you hurt um, understanding of the movement. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you naked? To believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy 
now available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Hey, what's cracking, Planet Earth? It's your boy, Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Our thought of the week as we commemorate the life and legacy of Dr. Martha King Jr. is taken from the last speech he ever gave entitled, I've Been to the Mountaintop. And in this excerpt, he's talking about a very serious incident that almost cost him his life. Take a listen. Let us rise up tonight with a greater readiness. Let us stand with a greater determination. Let us move on in these powerful days, these days of challenge, to make America what it ought to be. We have an opportunity to make America a better nation. I want to thank God once more for allowing me to be here with you. You know, several years ago, I was in New York City autographing the first book that I had written. While sitting there autographing books, the minute black woman came up, the only question I heard from her was, you, Martin Luther King, and I was looking down writing, and I said yes. The next minute I felt something beating on my chest. Before I knew it, I had been stabbed by this minute woman. I was rushed to Harlem Hospital. It was a dark Saturday afternoon. That blade had gone through and the x-rays revealed that the tip of the blade was on the edge of my aorta, the main artery. And once that's punctured, you're drowned in your own blood. That's the end of you. It came out in the New York Times the next morning that if I had merely sneezed, I would have died. Well, about four days later, they allowed me, after the operation, after my chest had been opened and the blade had been taken out, to move around in the wheelchair in the hospital. They allowed me to read some of the mail that came in, and from all over 
the states and the world kind letters came in. I read a few, but one of them I will never forget. I had received one from the president and the vice president. I've forgotten what those telegrams say. I'd received a visit and a letter from the governor of New York, but I've forgotten what that letter said. But there was another letter that came from a little girl, a young girl, who was a student at the White Plains High School. And I looked at that letter, and I'll never forget it. Said simply, Dear Dr. King, I am a ninth grade student at the White Plains High School. She said, While it should not matter, I would like to mention that I'm a white girl. I read in the paper of your misfortune and of your suffering. And I read that if you had sneezed, you would have died. I'm simply writing you to say that I'm so happy that you didn't sneeze. And I want to say tonight, I want to say tonight that I too am happy that I didn't sneeze because if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1960. And students all over the South started sitting in at lunch counters. And I knew that as they were sitting in, they were really standing up for the best in the American dream, taking the whole nation back to those great wells of democracy, which were dug deep by the founding fathers in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1961. We decided to take a ride for freedom and ended segregation in interstate travel. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1962 when Negroes in Albany, Georgia, decided to straighten their backs up. And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is bent. If I had sneezed, I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been here in 1963. Black people, Birmingham, Alabama, roused the conscience of this nation, brought into being the civil rights people. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have had a chance later that year in August to try to tell America about a dream that I had had. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been down in Selma, Alabama to see the great movement there. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been in Memphis to see a community rally around those brothers and sisters who are suffering. I'm so happy that I didn't sneeze. They were telling me. Now it doesn't matter now really doesn't matter what happens now. I left Atlanta this morning and as we got started on the plane, there were six of us. The pilot said over the public address system, we are sorry for the delay. 
but we have Dr. Martin Luther King on the plane. And to be sure that all of the bags were checked. And to be sure that nothing would be wrong on the plane. We had to check out everything carefully. And we've had the plane protected and guarded all night. And then I got into Memphis. And some began to say the threats, or talk about the threats that were out. Or what would happen to me from some of our sick white brothers. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Powerful message from the incredible Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Again, uh, one of my favorite, favorite speakers of all time. And again, we remember him on today, the life and legacy of this great leader, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. May he rest in peace. want to give a special, special shout out to my good friend, the man, the myth, the legend, DJ Shine Blue, the $6 million man, for being with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We truly, truly appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and spending it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We wish you nothing but success in all that you do, man. You've got to come back on the show and again, bless us with your presence. And shout. I 
And thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And once again, Happy New Year to everybody. I hope your year is getting off to a great start. Remember, God's got some great things in store for you in 2022. Remember that, guys. Remember that. Never forget it. We've got some great things in store as well. So keep listening uh, to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we'll be continuing to bring you the best minds that's giving you their best thoughts exclusively right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Be sure and tune in next week. We're going to have another great show in store for you. But until next time, always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you for listening. That man's an imposter. That man is the imposter. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.